Welcome to All, All Teens Everywhere. Everywhere. I'm Angie. I'm Chloe. I'm Andrea. I'm Lucas. I'm Leroy. And we're here with our special guest. Hi, I'm DJ Yearwood, and I'm the Vote 16 Mo Campaign Director. So today's episode, we'll be discussing the importance of civic engagement and youth involvement in government. So DJ, could you start us off by defining what you see as civic engagement? Yeah, so um, youth civic engagement um, for me, I I guess to me, is um, young people being involved at every level of government um, and they have a seat at the table where all decisions are made. Um, The current um, state, I guess, of youth civic engagement um, involves young people having to fight for their voices to be heard um, in any level of government including at the school board level. And um, obviously that's something we're seeking to change uh, by incorporating all voices everywhere. So um, how are you guys involved in your communities? I don't know, we're involved in the Youth Commission, so that kind of sounds like that kind of classifies a civic engagement. Mm -hmm. But are there any other endeavors that you guys are kind of participating in in your communities? Yeah, um, so the last... I think last year I talked to um, someone named Jessica Lugo, who is the head of ASVEC, which is an organization which is um, catered to civic engagement. Um, they're there for to like um, push people to vote, and they specifically ask um, younger people to go out and talk to um, adults about what they're voting for, where their closest uh, voting or voting poll station is, where to register, what time to register, things like that, and. Um, uh, she has definitely came to our school and uh, really like uh, pushed this idea of civic engagement and that's kind of uh, pushing people to um, express their voices. Um, she played a video for us about like people um, un- like people not voting because they think that their voices are not being heard. But um, uh, she told us that you know um, being part of that organization is key to spurring that um, civic engagement um, in the Dallas community community specifically. We can just go down the line from here. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I've seen is that a lot of school run clubs, like I know Townview has a voters club that I've been really impactful because it's going to these schools, you know, having online petitions and groups are great. Going to schools, I feel, is very hands-on with these youth and very directly talking to them. So the work I've seen is just amazing. It's about, you know, youth empowerment. It's about making sure their voices are heard, making sure they know how to vote, where their voting locations are. I've seen some really, really impactful stuff going on in these clubs, and I think that's a great way to get you know, youth engaged in civic engagement because it's, it's a very, very hands-on, very direct route. And I've seen it, even my friends, some of my friends like, didn't know where their closest voting location is. Or maybe they had a really popular closest voting location that maybe they couldn't really access very well because it was overcrowded. And that club really helped them find areas where they can get engaged well and where they can really find their voice in government, even through its voting, if they want to work on petitions, if they even want to email their council member to try to get something changed. It's, it's been really impactful from what I've seen. So civic engagement, I classify not only as you were talking about voting and being involved in all levels of government, but also in relation to advocacy and community engagement and volunteering, because not only can you advocate for issues that you're passionate about with the city, but you can volunteer with organizations that stand with the issues that you're passionate about. Um, actually, next week we have a voter registration group 
coming to our school and registering us to vote, which I feel is the bare minimum for involving youth in politics, especially since um, there's not much emphasis on us going to vote, even though we are like the voices, the ones being impacted by these issues, and we're the ones that like can critically make a difference. Um, like DJ mentioned also, not only this being on like the level of voting in local and national like elections, but also on the school board level. And my level involvement, my level of involvement is more centered in like my school district because I am a part of the Dallas ISD team board mm. where we give feedback to multiple of the different committees within Dallas ISD as well as the superintendent herself. And being there for our first meeting of the year, I really got to talk to people who had the same level of like concern with some of the things that does happen in um, DISD, but also I feel like by engaging school districts and making sure that students are educated about matters when it comes to voting and making sure that students are registered is something that could be done on and the like on the level of like district wide where it's like district mandated voter education so that everyone like in all different types of schools not just at Townview have an opportunity to make sure that they are able to voice their opinions in the next election coming up yeah um, so kind of building building on that building off of what Andrea said I think civic engagement has a lot to do with kind of ensuring that you can turn your passion into action and so um, a big part of how I'm doing this is with my local recreation center, we're currently starting opportunities that will allow teenagers to not only have the opportunity to communicate with various organizations in their area to like actually make actually make change, but I also volunteer with United to Learn, which is an organization that is really striving to make education more equitable at the elementary school level. So, and I also volunteer and go to town hall. Oh wow! So, um. We all like discuss how we're involved in our communities and DJ is involved in a really amazing organization <laughs> that strives to include youth in politics from the age of 16 and up. So DJ, could you tell us a little bit about what you do, what motivates you and what you hope to accomplish with your advocacy efforts? Yeah, so um, I am the Vote 16 Mo campaign director, which means I direct the statewide ballot initiative campaign. Um, to lower the voting age to 16 in um, local and school board elections. Now, the thing that is uh, very impactful about this election is the fact that um, Missouri's local and school board elections are nonpartisan. So, um, they're uh, sorry, the doctor has left the reset. Um, I am the uh, Vote 16 Mo um, campaign director, which means that I direct a statewide ballot initiative campaign to lower the voting age to 16 in local and school board elections. The thing that is most impactful about that is the fact that Missouri's local and school board elections are nonpartisan, which means that there's no D or R um, next to the candidate's name, and they largely don't even discuss their political affiliations at this level. And so um, what we're doing is we're getting young people engaged at a time when there isn't so much partisan politics going on and um, they can be um, they can be uh, gathering um, this information about the candidates in a way that um, uh, in a way that they come directly to them the candidates can come directly to their communities um, and and then they can also be addressing taxation by representation so um, yeah 
so um kind of to just expand on that so what do you believe is like the importance of youth being able to participate in these local elections like what do you believe will come out of it and what difference do you think it'll make yeah so um i so for the first thing is that we're going to be able to address that based on that representation um last year uh missouri uh organizations um state and, and federal organizations um released reports that said that 16 to 17 year olds this two-year demographic paid more than 12 million dollars in, in local state and federal taxes across the state and so what this is telling us is that that's 12 million dollars in taxation without representation that goes against the core principles of this of our country and then um we also know that by introducing voters at a local um at a local level where there is um less partisanness happening um that we can um really uh, create this civic transition process that transitions people into voting um, that is productive to their overall um, uh, civic engagement for the future and and then after that we know that we can strengthen civic education because teachers have told us that this makes uh, civic engagement and civic education more relevant to their students um, and then finally, we know that we will be increasing civic engagement because what we've seen in like Tacoma Park, Maryland was the first city to lower the voting age in these local elections. And what we saw from them is they jumped from 3% voter turnout in 2013 before they passed uh, this initiative. And now they're looking at between 48 and 52% voter turnout uh, with the youngest demographics being the highest one turnout. So um, we've seen all of these things happen and all of these, all of these results flourish and so that that's what i i know will come of this so keeping that in mind guys like do you think that could be a possibility for us in dallas like what do you think i definitely think that it's a very real possibility and on top of that like one thing that i think about a lot is that because we're so like dallas is a very diverse city and i think about a lot of the times my experience with my minority mother she kind of feels like she shouldn't vote because she feels like her voice isn't going to be heard and stuff like that. And so me being the younger person, you would think it's the other way around where mm -hmm. she would be encouraging me yeah. and teaching me about the things when it comes to voting, but it's kind of the opposite. And I feel like by being involved in, um, by me being allowed to vote, it would also push her to go out and vote as well, which is like kind of, I guess, talking to how like Dallas's turnout rate would like increase exponentially. Because the thing is, like, it's going to be more of a dialogue in terms of voting. And I feel like the most active people in Dallas are the youth. Mm -hmm. Like, most of the time when I see or, see or hear anything about advocacy, there's always a youth, like, a young person's name tied to it nowadays. And so it's just like, why not? If we're a part of the conversation and if you're taking my money, like, you <laughs> might as well, like, right. give me the <laughs> option to vote yeah. and to actually voice my opinion about things that are affecting me, especially like school board elections, like, what do you mean I can't vote in that? Like, they're the ones who are making, like, all of these mandates in the district and talking about things that directly impact me, so why can't I vote on issues such as that, such as those? Yeah. Beautifully said, wow, <laughs> okay. Um, I think that uh, engaging in civic engagement is uh, really important, and I think that, uh, like, Dallas is a major city, like, like we are actually living in like a, a, a crazy city. Like the city is is huge, and I think that uh, like with living in that city, we should use it as a opportunity 
uh, to kind of push that uh, idea of voting because there's so many people here and there's so many people that have um, things that they want to see. They have things that they um, really believe in. And there are representatives out there that also represent um, those things. And I think that uh, like part of like um, going out and like having them vote is um, being like advertising like these representatives, like advertising all of them and showing them uh, their qualities. Uh, and at the same time also, you know, spurring people to vote. Um, like same thing my mom she does not like she does not like to be bothered when it comes to voting mm -hmm. but I will like beg her over mm -hmm. and over again uh, to get her to vote because it's very important I think that voting is is is, is really important to having your voice heard mm -hmm. a big thing with my parents on the last election was that our local voting center was extremely overpacked I'm mm. talking three-hour lines to get in right. I mean it's it's to like such an extreme level that they are interested in voting, but the just the time commitment that it takes, the mm -hmm. difficulty to actually get that vote submitted, is is just so much. And so I feel like that getting that word out that there are you know underpopulated voting centers or other places to vote could both help those adults like our parents that we mm -hmm. talked about who might not be so interested in voting to not have to wait multiple hours to get a vote submitted. Mm -hmm. And it would help youth to know that this is where you can vote, this is where you can, you know, put your voice in and get your voice heard. And so I feel like that would be like an extremely helpful step towards, you know, making that change. Yeah. Kind of, sorry, oh, go ahead. sorry to interrupt, but kind of on that point about how your parents um, either are not bothered to vote or don't want to take the time to vote, I feel like youth, we make up like one million out of like 3.8 million people in this city. And we are just as impacted by these issues as the adults. And I know, like, me personally, like, I would wait a three. If I could vote, I would wait in a three-hour line. Right. I would do it. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't see the representation that we're lacking and we're given the opportunity to make that change, like, I, I know that we would go forward and do what we need to do. But it's like, we're such a big city. This is, like, such a huge change. But if we don't do it, then who's going to do it? And just on the local level, I really think something that would make a huge difference would be if local elections were given more attention. Like, for mm -hmm. example, in November, there's going to be an amendment. I believe it's the state constitution. Yes. I don't quite remember. Yeah. And so a lot of people just don't know that that's happening. And so a lot of people only think about, oh, Senate elections mm -hmm. or presidential mm -hmm. elections. And so I think, first of all, having us be involved in things like being a youth clerk, for example, mm -hmm. at the voting centers, mm -hmm. but then also advertising more that this is something that is happening and here's how it's going to affect you, that would definitely make people more physically engaged. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I wanted to add on to that that she talked about is the fact that when voter education doesn't start the moment you turn 18 or when you're months away from approaching the age that you can vote, voter education should start earlier so that people know when these elections are coming up, what they're actually voting for, what do these terms that everyone use every, like, time there's an election what do these terms really mean because it's like even if we don't have it to where to uh youth under the age of 18 can vote we still have it to where we're putting like as soon as the youth are able to vote they're educated and ready to go so that they can properly exercise their voice to get these changes and stuff done like yeah and so I, yeah, go ahead. sorry and i was I, noticing that we're doing a lot in terms of outreach 
So DJ, how does VoteMO or other civic engagement organizations that you're involved in, how do they find a way to connect with the youth and how do they find a way to increase voter education? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, like, what I, I did, I didn't want to talk about civic education because that's something that's so important. That's such an important pillar of, of you know, everything that we're doing. Um, and so we have been connecting with young people um, across the state, uh, in schools, uh, meeting them at their organizations, um, and then going, you know, going where where they be, where where they're at. And so, um, uh, and so, but we have we have taken the opportunity to use this uh, use this um, moment that we connect with them um, as not only time for like surveying and seeing, you know, where they're where they stand, whether or not they believe that this will be. Um, this would be beneficial for them, but also to kind of evaluate their level of civic education as it is. And with that, um, we found that, you know, Missouri is behind. <laughs> Missouri is so far behind. Um, but we know that Vote 16 Mo, um, by design, promotes civic education, right? Because um, one thing that uh, someone was just talking about was you know um, having being equipped with this knowledge before you turn 18 um, and you start voting in like state and federal elections and so you have this knowledge to um, to take that change and go beyond right and um, and and what this will do right is by lowering the voting age in local elections it'll give practical experience to doing those very same things. Um, and working closely with the elected leaders that have the most impact on you. Um, and then you're able to take that and stretch it far more beyond. And so I think, because the difference is, right, the difference between us, like us on this on this podcast right now, and, and you know, most other teams is that most other teams, you know, they don't care as much as we do about civic engagement. And so... Um, and so when we think about what we're going to be doing in the next uh, couple of years, it's going to be something civic engagement wise, mo- most likely. Um, and so we we are equipped to do that because we because that's what that's what that's where our passion is. But it, that passion shouldn't be the biggest inhibitor of being able to be civically engaged and have civic education. Um, and so uh, what we're doing is be stretching far beyond, you know, just who's passionate about these issues and helping paint the picture that civic engagement isn't um it's not a career and it's not a uh it's not a it's not a field that you just have to be interested in it's something that everybody um needs to be doing so i know you had a thought leroy before uh yeah i agree that um education is key to having um you know youth engagement but i also um think that there should also be education towards um the current population exposure um, I think that, you know, it's just a lot of popula- uh, like uh, politicians use, you know, big words and uh, things that, you know, not a lot of uh, our um, current voting population quite understand. And that stops and ca- that kind of stunts their ability to make a decision. And I think that um, we should create a more accessible way um, for them to get that information so that way they know what they're voting for. Um, because for the most part, um, I've talked to my parents and they're voters and they they don't vote because they don't, <laughs> most of the time, they don't know what like the, the politician is saying. They don't exactly know uh, what they're advocating for. So I think that uh, creating those more uh, um, accessible spaces for them is uh, key to having them like go out and actually participate. 
Yeah, and I think that there are a couple of those like types of organizations that actually strive for those things. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, is that we don't push them out as much, right? So there's Vote.org. That's a, a crazy, amazing place um, to get access to tons of resources. It's a nonpartisan site. There's Vote 411. That's uh, that's ran by the League of Women Voters, and they're known for their nonpartisanship. Um, and you know their their uh, voter education. They conduct like year long research into all their issues before they speak on it. Um, and then they're like I know in Kansas City we have a lot of um, uh, Latino. Uh, uh, we have large Latino population, and so we have um, LatinosVote.org, uh, and there's another one that I'm blanking on. Um, so there's a number of organizations that act as like kind of like a centralized database for voting. Um, and like all the voting education and like polling places and registering to vote. The issue is, is that we just don't push them out enough and, you know, including, you know, organizations across the country. And, um, and so I think if we spend like a lot of time, you know, showing that these resources exist and getting them to people, um, getting them in front of people who need them, you know, those, that'll be very um, detrimental to, you know, over to approaching, you know, your goal of educating the entire electorate. Yeah, and one thing that I feel like that you mentioned that's very important to emphasize is the fact that when youth are being educated to vote, it should be from a nonpartisan source because I feel like a lot of the times youth try to associate themselves with a political party before they even understand really what civic engagement looks like and what it means. And so a lot of the times I feel like them having some sort of political affiliation, whether that be from them hearing their parents' political beliefs, doesn't allow them to really fully form themselves as a voter when they go to turn 18 and do go to vote in these elections. Because instead of listening to what the person has to say and listening to what that person stands for, they're more focused on this more partisan view of it and, oh, voting for the person that represents my party. And so by educating youth voters before they go out and vote on the nonpartisan level and giving them an opportunity to just like one see both sides but also to just get like non-biased information mm-hmm. that will prepare them best to successfully go out and exercise their uh, right to vote and I think also this lack of education from a nonpartisan viewpoint it also does impact the politicians themselves and the platforms from which they are running because for example if they knew that like oh these voters really do 100% know what they're talking about and they know what they want and they will hold me fully accountable like then maybe they would do a better job at their jobs and (laughs) would want to actually like work really hard to represent their constituents but I think in the present political landscape oftentimes people will just like say stuff or post something on social media and be like oh I believe this so deeply when in reality they don't know what it is that they are campaigning for what it is that they are like lobbying for so um on the topic of elections we do have one Andy you mentioned that we have one coming up November 7th and I feel like our, our job as people who are civically engaged in their local government it's our job to kind of encourage um seniors who have freshly turned 18 to go vote in their very first election coming up in two months so um anybody can answer this question dj you can give us some advice but how do you think that we should engage youth in voting in this upcoming election what is the best way for us 
to go connect with them and encourage them to go vote. I think. Yeah. Um, so what what we have been successful at is, um, and, and by I say we, I mean all of us on this call right now. Um, what we have been successful at is um, approaching youth, young people where they're at, and then doing it in a peer-to-peer -peer manner. The most important thing is that most high school seniors or high school juniors who will be able to vote in November do not want some grown old man walking up to them and telling them to register to vote. They they don't because they don't care. Like at that point, they don't care. It's like their teacher or their parent or somebody else telling them to vote. But when it's a peer, it's on a peer-to-peer -peer level. It's it's somebody who they went to school with or or somebody who they you know played a sport with. Um, they they have those conversations, right? They're more open to having those conversations about why they why people need to vote. So it's more about mobilizing young people to vote via other young people. And so we can do the very same things that older people are doing to register young people to vote. Like we can still hold voter registration drives at like school basketball games and we can still um, we can still do all of those things, but people are more approachable to people that they know, people who they feel aren't gonna like scold them. Um, and and so um, it's about having that type of relationship networking. Yeah, I definitely agree that the most effective way is to meet it with a meet them where they're at approach. And I feel like also incentivizing youth to go out and vote. I know that when we were in NLC, or not NLC, when we were in Denver for the All-American City Award and talking about youth civic engagement, we kind of joked around a little bit, but we were saying that there should be like a concert where students get to get in free. <laughs> we were trying to recruit Megan the Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted Megan the Stallion to come and give a concert for everyone who registered to vote and went to go vote. But of course, you know, Megan's not going to pull up to Dallas and go give her a concert. Yeah. So but obviously something, maybe not to that degree, where <laughs> students are um, incentivized to go out and vote and they see also like, even though it's more of a, oh, well, I'm doing this because like there's a reward behind it, they also get to see the beauty of voting as well. When they go out and they, for the first time, they have the opportunity to exercise their vote and see what the result of that is. Because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, maybe in your opinion, you feel like, oh, your voice doesn't matter because you don't participate in a local, like in any elections. But when you go out and you see how like multiple people that have the same opinion as you and uh, views as you are going out and exercising their right to vote, it's kind of like, I don't know, you should feel left out because yeah, <laughs> like agree. you are exercising that right that you're given. And there's other people that are in other countries that don't have that right or that would love to have that right to do so. And then also there's young people that would also love to have that right. So if you can vote, this is me saying you go vote because yeah. I can't. Period. Vote for Chloe, y'all. All listeners go vote for Chloe. And then also a huge part of this is that, like, obviously voting is kind of the culmination of civic engagement, but we want to also encourage people to do stuff outside of voting because mm -hmm. voting only happens ever so. You only get the opportunity to vote so often as an adult. Mm -hmm. But, like, besides this, obviously there are volunteer opportunities out there. And so while voting is an amazing opportunity, also know that you can make a difference in your community by not just voting, but also for doing stuff. Yeah, of course. So um, kind of like transitioning from this voting conversation, let's talk about like how other ways that youth can get involved with 
either nonpartisan organizations or groups that lobby for certain issues, even though like maybe you won't be voting on them right now, you can advocate for what you're passionate in. And when the time does come, then you can use the information that you've learned to kind of expand on that. So um, does anybody want to talk about like an organization they're involved in? Well, I'm going to talk about the most obvious one, but getting involved with your local youth commission <laughs> can do that because I know that by going to like one of the things that we do as a youth commission that I feel like is really effective in terms of educating us to um, be civically engaged is that we visit very like we attend very many conferences that the topic of the discussion always is youth engagement how do we engage youth in civic matters in making sure that they feel like they're represented when it comes to certain issues and that they can advocate for themselves so they're not necessarily like they don't have adults out there saying oh well look at what how because i know that's what all like adult politicians and adults like to be like oh well think about the youth like our future the youth are our future blah, blah, blah. but it feels so much more impactful when youth are out there advocating for issues that really do affect them like for example climate change when youth go out like for example i know that we're going to start an initiative mm -hmm. that targets um how dallas is approaching like certain yeah, environmental yeah. issues and so by you being a part of that you're kind of leading the way in terms of like youth engagement and volunteering yourself to these issues so that like you're being educated on them by being involved if that makes sense because like you learn mm -hmm. more and more from being around your peers and kind of having conversations such as these and the youth commission is so unique because like we address so many different issues like we're an organization that prides themselves in civic engagement but it's civic engagement and youth engagement in so many different fields like lucas could probably talk about the magazine and about how we're looking to involve youth um to like display their writing talk about how they really feel about certain issues mm -hmm. yeah so the dallas youth magazine for those who don't know it's a completely student-ran publication mm -hmm. and it's really just empowering student voices we have fifty-three thousand copies for our first edition you know, distributed across the IC schools. Really good because it's a direct form of engagement. It's a direct, you know, form of writers getting their voice out. And so, to me, that's like one of the most, at least personally that I know, impactful ways for youth to get their voice out because it's, it's a very, it's just such a direct method of, you know, saying what you want. And writers can write about anything they need. We have Parks and Rec episodes, we have education episodes, we have sex education, you know, sex education articles, we have, it's a very wide range of issues that I talked about. And kind of breaking from the organization point a little bit, I also wanna say a really great way to get engagement across is emailing your elected officials, talking to your elected officials, and actually getting your voice out directly to those people. You can say, this is an issue in my community, I'm a student who's impacted by this, and just getting that voice out, getting your voice out at any time of the year is just so impactful. It's just such a great step towards getting those issues that anybody faces into the eye of government and into the, you know, into the public eye too. Um, so DJ, kind of like on the note that Lucas was talking about contacting your elected officials, do you have like any takeaways for us about what we can do to encourage youth to get further involved with initiatives like the Youth Commission, initiatives like vote 16 initiatives like civic engagement yeah so um what what i know has worked is um helping them realize the extent of the issue right so for let's 
for example, um, I do a lot of uh, youth advocacy on a multitude of other topics. And one of those topics in within students. How do you and, sorry to cut you off, yep. but uh, you kind of glitched out, so we didn't hear what issue you said. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. I do um, a number of, of uh, youth advocacy on, or youth advocacy on a number of other issues, and and one of those issues or topics is uh, tobacco and like tobacco and vape crisis um, within schools, and um, a lot of young people, even those who currently use those products, um, they don't realize the extent of the issue until we paint the picture of them for uh, about like how how they're being targeted through marketing and blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, they don't really understand the depth of the issue until we tell them it and so when we when we paint the picture uh to young people of you know how the importance of the voting and um how it can make an impact on the issues that they care about um then i believe that that's what motivates people to go out and vote so for example if it's if there's a school district um that's struggling with with, with their connections with students and um, they're they're funneling students uh like in and out of punishment and um and then they are, you know, this is just a bad relationship between the students and the administrators. One thing that you could do to approach those students is, you know, ask them what they wish that they that could be improved about their district, and then telling them, you know, that the, that this is your opportunity to, you know, work with your school board members, um, work with your local elected officials, even state elected officials to, um, to bring about that change that they hope to see in their district. Um, and obviously not everybody's going to turn into activists from that or, or advocates and uh but what what will come of it is people being more conscious of their ability um to become civically engaged i'm just um i'm curious so i know a lot of students individuals just don't know ways to get civically engaged even if they have interest in it so how do y'all think mentorship would play into something like high schoolers and middle schoolers wanting to become more civically engaged? I feel like in terms of um, kind of like teaching the younger populations about the importance of voting and kind of setting the example of you yourself going to vote because you could preach about how important it is to vote, how important it is to be involved in your community, how important it is to know what your elected officials are doing, but you yourself like don't really like care or don't necessarily like act on what you preach then the younger generations are just gonna think like it's all talk and no act but if you kind of like hammer in on the importance of what it means to be involved in your community and kind of showing that and starting it at a young age and then seeing as these like youth um young advocates like grow up and maybe join organizations like the youth commission once they know what they can do to get civically engaged kind of like off topic but on topic I know a youth council that has like a middle school youth council mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a transition group. So you join in middle school, you do sixth, seventh, eighth, and then once you're about to become a freshman, you transition to the senior youth council, mm -hmm. which is like everything you've learned those three years of middle school, you can now act on while you're in high school. So it's kind of like that, kind of like transition period mm -hmm. where you educate and then you act, mm -hmm. so. Um, one thing that uh, Dallas is doing, um, I'm part of a, a community called the Dallas Urban Debate Alliance, um, which is um, there to kind of push, yeah, Duda is there to kind of push, um, you know, more advocacy and help 
um, schools that don't exactly have money and funding for like bigger tournaments to still debate for free. Um, I started at Duda, um, meeting a lot of uh, town youth. Uh, but uh, either way, we have uh, they have created a new type of debate called community action debate. Instead of Ooh. talking about the U.S. federal government or talking about this house or talking about a imaginary government, you can imagine your own community. Um, within community action debate, it does combine two things. It combines your advocacy skills, you advocating for something, and then it also combines the aspect of research and learning about your community specifically. So instead of um, it being like policy debate where it's like, oh, this US, United States federal government does this, it's my community does this. Mm -hmm. And now it allows you, the debater, to um, kind of set an interpretation for what your community is, mm -hmm. whether your community is District 9, like mine, or your community is um, like Dallas as a whole. You talk about your community and you talk about your advocacy. So that way, you're, we're fostering not only um, politicians and um, representatives, but we're also fostering ad like um, like uh, advocators, people who will advocate for things whenever they get older. Uh, and that is really important towards civic engagement because not only does it spur you know voting, because now we have instilled the um, qualities of research and advocacy in them, but it also brings up this idea of um, understanding, you know, who to talk to, who to uh, go to, and what to do whenever you have something on your mind and you want um, that thing uh, done. That was very well said, Leroy. Mm -hmm. Wow. I had no idea that Duda had that new session. That's started really it this cool. year. Started it this year. <laughs> wow. wow. That's actually, honestly, debate, like, there's some issues that are so boring because you can't find a connection to them, but, like, that... <laughs> It's just like now, wow. Yeah. And I definitely think it'll like incentivize younger people to like want to learn that because exactly. it's like a direct impact on mm -hmm. it's them. Less, it's, it's definitely less like a strategic approach. Mm -hmm. um, policy debate, which I what I compete in. Ari, if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, you know, Saturday the debate. Um, <laughs> but um, policy debate is a bit more strategic, right? Like it's all, all about strategy. It has nothing to do with advocacy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But community action debate. You, it's not about winning or losing. It's more about learning about someone else's view of, of what they think is important to them, mm -hmm. rather than, um, you know, reading a bunch of stuff for, you know, for, yeah, for a win. For like yeah. fracking. And right. I think also- You were there for that? Yeah, I was mm -hmm. there for fracking yeah. in Florida. <laughs> and I think also like going, this is a little off topic, but going to like the topic of debate, like it's often something that's just like, there has to be a win or a loss, mm -hmm. but in reality, I think, something that's more effective in creating change is dialogue. Mm. And exactly. that's something like through that form of debate, I guess it's like less of there is only one correct answer and one incorrect answer. It's like here are little things that different people can do to like make a whole effective solution. And I think that that's what we're trying to create. Um, the organizations like the Dallas Open Debate Alliance, mm -hmm. um, organizations like the Texas Debate Collective, um, organizations like that are key to instead of creating, uh, instead of debate being like, for all the you know bourgeoisie, <laughs> the rich people, it's a community that is made towards talking about issues and hearing a bunch of people's views on them, like uh, critical arguments that uh, challenge um, the the um, the uh, I can't think of the word the uh, the ethics of what you're doing rather than the material action of what that thing is is really important to me. Like that's something I like to, I could talk about for for hours and. Um, 
I think that that's something that the debate community is slowly starting to realize, that the, um, the uh, abusive spreading, which I practice, but um, <laughs> the abusive spreading and the, like, uh, the norms that we've created in debate are things that we're trying to overturn now, are things uh, that we think are wrong and things that we are trying to change in the sense that debate is no longer an activity of winning or losing, but an activity of, like Andy said, so kind of like tying all of this back to the topic of the podcast about civic engagement dj do you have any last words to leave with our listeners about the importance of being civically engaged the importance of dialogue the importance of community interactions with your local government yeah um one thing that you know uh my organization and many others try to push out is that the single greatest power that we have is voting and the fact that we're able to be civically engaged. And that's something that we often take for granted. Um, and so when we look globally, um, our ability to, to tell people to go out and vote in a way that we hope is, you know, non-suppressed and non, um, uh, not, you know, taken from them. Um, and, and so far, we've been general, generally speaking successful at, you know, preventing uh, those type of things. Um, we take it for granted. And so uh, it's our number one ability and our number one power to be able to go out and vote um, uh, and, and become civically engaged with the people who represent us and hold them to account. And um, so, you know, if there's a problem that you want to see the government address, then uh, it's about holding the elected leaders accountable. Well, thank you so much, DJ, for joining us. We really appreciate it uh, for giving us such an amazing feedback. Um, to the listeners, please, if you're 18, register to vote in the November 7th election. The last day is October 10th. So please, please, please register to vote. The Das Youth Commission will be giving away one computer to one lucky registered voter. More <laughs> of that will be posted on our social media, but, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Voting, computer, incentives. <laughs> um, we really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you have any questions, all the information DJ talked about, all the initiatives we talked about will be linked in the podcast description. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope we ate. Bye. Bye.